Hey everybody, welcome to the Jen Carroll Podcast. Let's get started. So first, a tiny little secret. I don't have a place where I can really do podcasts in my house unless you were willing to listen to kittens fight all day long. So I do my podcasts in the car because somebody once told me it's one of the best places to do it. Only right now it's really hot in the summer. So for me to do it in my car, it, I essentially cook. So today I decided to come over to a nearby cemetery and I'm actually recording this in a cemetery. So you might hear the caw, caw, caw of a blackbird, but otherwise it's remarkably peaceful here as you might expect. And I thought this is such a perfect venue and I won't have anybody telling me I'm doing a bad job because these people are just not going to criticize me. And it's, it's beautiful. There's trees and everything. It's gorgeous. Today, I want to talk about the weekend and leading up to seeing D'Angelo for the first time. I was definitely in a weird mood. I had more time than I planned. I thought I was off from work on a medical leave. I thought that everything would be fine. And so I was just preparing myself and I was definitely in a weird mood. And I thought, I'm going to go up to Sacramento early, take a couple days, sit in the hotel room, chillax, kind of get my brain around this, maybe do some looking around and some sleuthing. But I knew I needed the time to myself. I had been working like a maniac. And they were fine with me taking the medical leave. So I took the medical leave and I was uh, in kind of a protected mode as I went into this weekend. I also knew I wanted to start writing and blogging again. I had used to blog all the time. Some of the old entries on this blog, you can tell I used to blog all the time when I was doing gig work while I was raising Katie. I saw so many issues come up while we were, while she was growing up that I wanted to talk about. So those are the old blogs on this blog because I would just comment about them and I did one year's homeschool and other things, but I knew I wanted to blog again and I didn't, I thought maybe I should write a book, but I kind of don't want to do that. And you guys know, I don't want to do that. It's much easier for me to talk about this in different episodes than it is to talk about the murder as a whole book. Although maybe by the time I'm done with all my episodes, it will be a book again. I don't know if anybody wants to read it, but we'll find out. I was really having a hard time writing and, and I knew I needed to do some other things besides just sit there and stare at the computer. I went and woke the blog back up and I moved it over to WordPress because I needed to do that. I thought that would be a good thing to do that weekend. And then I thought I might want to do a little sleuthing. Prior to going up to Sacramento, I, as everybody knows, I merged my two personalities. My Jen Carroll was now my Twitter handle. I mean, I put that with the murder stuff. So I'd started to meet some cool people on Twitter. One of the cool people that I met was a, a guy named Bill Hardicon. And I don't even know if I'm saying his last name right, but he has been adorable. And he helped me understand who to talk to, who not to talk to, how to avoid the Dexters of the world. I don't even know who that is. I don't even know why I'm avoiding him, but everybody told me to avoid him. So I am, I just assume, okay, no Dexter, but I, I know he's notorious among this case. But Bill invited me to come out to dinner with he and his wife and his two adorable twins when I first got up to Sacramento and I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. He knows more about the case as it stands. I don't know so much about the whole EAR cases because I wasn't Sacramento focused. I'd been focused on our murder. So he knew more about the lay of the land. And I thought it'd be cool to get together with him on that Friday night and meet his family and just hear from him what had been going on with pro boards and everything else. He knew a bunch of stuff about a bunch of things that I didn't know a thing. And I didn't know any of that. So Friday night was super awesome. Bill posted a picture of Kim and Bill and I and the kids on Twitter, which was just the best. 
And we were chasing the twins around, and he has older kids, too, who I bet I've since had the chance to meet. And it's a wonderful family. These guys are just put together a wonderful, blended family. And the kids, the older kids are so sweet and thoughtful and caring and so good with the little girls. I just loved hanging out with them. But that night, he knew everything, every... He knows, you know, all the what about what and the best sources of solid, reliable information from the Golden State Killer Squad, which are all these folks, all of you out there who have kept this case alive. So the evening was really uplifting and I love the kids. I mean, I just still love kids. And so it was really easy for me to hang out with Chloe and Hannah and I got hugs. Oh, it was so sweet. They're adorable. Uh, they're still little too. I just love littles. And they made me feel really at ease. And by the way, I've never had Mountain Mike's pizza before. It was super good. So we had a wonderful evening. And then I got to my hotel room. And the only thing is I still had this bum leg and the hotel did not have an elevator. And I was so unhappy. But once I got my sorry butt up those stairs and all my stuff up the stairs, I did fine. And I settled into the room and I looked at my computer and I thought, well, at least let me just port the blog from Blogger where it used to be over to WordPress. And that's about all I could muster. Saturday, I plan to do a bit more. Saturday is when I decided I was going to be a little weird. I mean, I made it weird, but I really wanted to understand the lay of the land there in that Carmichael area. I had already gone to his house with 2020, which I'll talk about on a different podcast. So I'd been to his house once before, but that was with them and that was on camera and it was super formal and it was very kind of not staged, but it was very observed. And I wanted to have my own private time and be able to look at things on my own at my own pace. First, I decided what I wanted to do was start off with where Sharon Huddle worked. That seemed so obvious to me. And I then went to his house and the Charlie's Cafe, which is where he ate. And then I wanted to go to San Juan High, where both Huddle and my parents went to high school, just so I could see kind of how things all worked together geographically. I know a lot of people think it's a coincidence and maybe it isn't a coincidence that Sharon and my dad and my mom all went to the same high school, but I cannot for the life of me find something that puts them together. I'm still open to it. There might be something that comes up, especially even as I do my own little analysis with all this writing and podcasting, maybe I'm going to uncover something. But so far I've poor my poor mom. I've I've questioned that poor 80 year old to death and she can't think of a thing. And I've even talked to my uncle, my dad's younger brother. He can't think of anything either. So we have, we have thought a lot about that coincidence of San Juan High. The first place I went was to Sharon's office. I thought maybe she would be in on a Saturday. That's something I would do is go in and hide and work when people aren't around or more likely to think I'm not there. And I was kind of maybe hoping to bump into her. I don't know exactly what I would have said, but I was feeling like I would have known once I met her, once I got a read off of her. I, you know, I'm not a cop or anything. I'm not trying to get evidence from her. I just wanted to get a sense of this woman who had been in a relationship with D'Angelo all her life, one in one way, shape or form or the other, and had three kids with him. It's interesting to me. So I just was hoping she'd be there. Alas, she wasn't. She, uh, there was a big uh, wild turkey in the yard, but not her, her, her office is in an office park. It was really nice. And so I got, I, it's off of Sunrise Boulevard, which is just one of the busy, busiest drags in Sacramento, as far as I'm concerned, or in that area. And so I got there and as we got closer to Roseville, it got prettier and prettier and the cement jungle kind of went away and suddenly there were trees and greenery and that's where her office is. 
it was really nice, but I didn't find her anywhere. I, I did have to go upstairs. It's on the second floor. And I peeked through the windows, but there was really nothing to see. The office was very, very plain, like almost bad hotel plain. There, there was, there's no intention in the decoration or what I could see put together. It's just stuff. And it's funny because I've heard she's a fairly high powered attorney, but it, her office does not reflect that at all. In fact, it actually looks just unfigured out is what it looked to me just random and art not even placed properly on walls and things just it just didn't feel warm or inviting or anything else I really am of two minds about Sharon either she knew D'Angelo did it or she was completely caught off guard I, I have a hard time believing that she was completely caught off guard only because we all live with people we all know what it's like we watch their habits we see when they're being weird we know when they're doing weird stuff Unless he did all this stuff 100% when he was on the job, you would have to know your husband's missing at night all the time. He was freaking prolific. He did more crimes, like a full-time job, than he actually worked. I'm convinced of it, except in his later years. So I suspect if Sharon did know or had an inkling to something was up, she would have kept her mouth shut because of her kids, which is what I would have done. I would never, ever put my kids in danger. I am making this excuse up for her in my head, but I suspect she could have known and she just didn't want her kids to know. So I think that was probably, that was probably uh, how she thought about this. I, since nothing was going on at Sharon's office, I thought, okay, next up, I'm going to go to D'Angelo's house. I wanted to see how far it was away from her office. I know she didn't live with him at this point, but it's interesting to me how close they were together and how they're kind of crossing over each other all the time. I went over to his house and when I saw it with the first time, as I mentioned, I was with the 2020 team and I wasn't driving. So it was um, hard for, I, you know, when I drive, I can get oriented. But in this case, I was able, better able to orient myself and um, saw, figured out that it was a really short drive from her office to his house. What is interesting, and somebody's message meant that um, somebody has mentioned this on the boards, he lived right near a street called Bonnie Court. That is just so weird to me. And I came across it when I was getting to his house through city streets. I had approached it from a different angle because of coming from Sharon's office. As I pulled up to 8316 Canyon Oak Drive in Citrus Heights, I was satisfied with two changes that I'd seen since I was there uh, about two weeks prior when I was there with 2020. The grass was nearly dead. And I know this is a bummer for the neighbors because they've got to sit there. and And I've heard actually since then somebody's been watering the lawn. And the neighbors had finished their side of the driveway. They put their RV finally and they were making a driveway when I was there with 2020 and they had finished. So it's funny to see the RV there because I have a feeling that uh, JJD would not have liked that RV right there in his view from his front window. It is smashed right up against his house. It would piss me off, but I, I don't know, probably would piss him off as well. The other thing I, I shared in the blog, and I encourage you to go back and look in the blog, it's the, it's the one about the weekend before seeing D'Angelo for the first time. There's a picture that I got from Shelby Crompton's Twitter account about the the holes, the coring done in the backyard. And if you look from the aerial photo, you can see that they dug just dozens of cores into the ground and were taking out stuff. The neighbors had told me about this when I was there for 2020, that they saw all this coring going on. They have a two-story house next door, and I think they can see into the backyard. But there were so many things removed. And so it's really important for you to see this picture if you're interested in understanding the coring because it it has a very good visual representation of what was going on. 
when I looked at all the holes that were there, I thought, I really want to go to the neighbor's house in back with the play structure and see if I can take some pictures myself from that play structure. So, you know, I went and tried to do that, but the neighbors weren't home. I'm sure they would have let me get up there and use their play structure, but I, I couldn't get in. They weren't home. And I just wanted to see a closer look at the backyard. I thought maybe I could possibly even see into the house. I'm sure it's it's probably dated inside. Maybe I should ask um, Paul Holes because I, I suspect there's got to be shag rug in that in that house, right? There's just got to be shag carpeting. After I was done looking at his house, I thought, well, you know, he always went to Char- Charlie's Cafe. That's one of the places that somebody wrote up about. Um, D'Angelo was a frequent visitor of Charlie's Cafe. He hated cheese and he used to scream at Charlie if his burger came with cheese to which I hope the Sacramento jail serves some cheese every day, but that's just me being bitchy. Instead, I went over to the cafe and it was at a strip mall and it was, it's a morning joint. I was actually thinking I was going to get lunch there, but I got a late start on Saturday. And so it was already closed. I think it was after two and it was just a little, little cafe in a strip mall, nothing particularly special about it at all. But I was really hoping to meet Charlie because I heard that she's a feisty woman, the kind of woman I like. So I, I'm still going to try to seek her out when I'm up there some other time. After being at Charlie's Cafe, I went ahead and went over to San Juan High School. I have seen it before, but it was much smaller when I saw it. I, I cannot believe how big this school is now. It is huge. And it was a lot harder to access than I thought. And that's just my lack of knowledge of how things work. You know there's access because students are there every day, but I didn't know how to do it. So I was stuck on Greenback Lane and that's such a well-traveled thoroughfare. I couldn't get very close. I was able to take a picture of what I think is probably its new front door, but I I really couldn't spend much time there. I, I was kind of interested, but I'll go back over there with my mom sometime. She'll probably know how it works. What I did do is I took the the route most likely to take to going home from my mom. She used to ride the bus home from San Juan High, which I don't know how that worked because I know she did a lot of after after school activities as well. But I thought, oh my gosh, this would be her normal routine. Let me see what it's like to get to back to Carmichael from here and that bus ride. My mom and dad both met each other at San Juan High School and my dad was class leader and my mom was his girlfriend and Everybody was dishy and romantic, and it was awesome. My mom did have a crush on another guy, but I guess he ended up in prison. So asked my mom. She sure knows how to pick him. Holy smokes. So I went ahead and headed towards Carmichael. I always think of Sacramento as being really big, but actually the drive to Carmichael didn't take that long. And, I, and they've done so much now to start calling out these neighborhoods, which is kind of cute. So my mom lived down in Carmichael proper. I don't even know if hers has a name. She grew up on Palm Drive, which is off of Fair Oaks. Her dad had an appliance store there on Fair Oaks, right at the intersection of Palm, and just up a little tiny bit. And I missed meeting my grandfather, my mom's dad. He died right, kind of right before I was born, a few years before I was born. But it bums me out because everybody else, all my cousins met him. And he was apparently adorable, funny, charming cuddly, all the things you would want a grandpa to be. And I never got to meet him, but I think I probably have some of him in me too. I like to think I'm just adorable. Anyway, took that drive back down to Carmichael. It was longer than I thought. I always get sad when I go by where my grandmother's old house used to be because they lived on an acre of land. Maybe it was a couple acres and they had animals and a good shed that smelled like old wood. And there were machines and things lying around and I loved it. There were sweet peas growing on the fence and 
big, huge plane trees in the front yard. And we used to have family picnics there and have the blow up pools. And we always had a blow up pool out there because some uh, Sacramento in the summertime is so darn hot, but under the shade of the trees with the hose, we were fine. And it was so fun. And there, and her house was, it just was exciting and interesting and different than houses that we had grown up in and were used to. It was definitely an old farmhouse that my grandfather built. I loved it, but eventually my grandmother had to sell it and it got torn down and they built a bunch of new houses on it, which is there now if you go to Palm Drive. In fact, they've even managed to wedge a whole street in there, what used to be their property. I guess it was a big piece of land. Just to me as a little kid, it seemed huge. The part I love on Palm Drive that's still true is the Pepleys used to live across the street. So there was a apricot orchard on my grandmother's property that, and it would have a long driveway out to Palm Drive. You'd walk through the apricot orchard and there would always be this giant, giant basset hound. And I don't remember his name, but it was the Pefley's dog. And this basset hound would come waddling over to see us. And my grandmother would worry because of his giant poops. But we thought he was the coolest dog with these ears that would drag on the ground. And he just got older and older, as did we. And when I went back on this trip and drove down Palm Drive, the Pefley's house is still there with the same long dirt driveway and the same farmhouse. And I wish I could buy it. I just love it. I just, everything about it, love it, looking at it. There I go waxing nostalgic, but it was real. It's really cool to go back and see some of the old things that are still there. That was essentially the end of my Saturday. I went back and thought I could write that night, but I couldn't. I still had to take things in. And the next morning was Mother's Day and I had planned for myself a day at the Sacramento Zoo which went really well. I got there early. I still am gimpy and gimping on my knee, but it didn't matter. I had planned to pace myself. And because I was by myself, I knew I could sit down and rest plenty. As my daughter will tell you, I have a horrible habit of singing to the animals at the zoo. I don't know why. I think I think I'm clever. I don't know, but I was singing to one of the birds and he started talking to me. So that happened. Also that they, they had roses all over the zoo that day for mothers. So I picked up a rose, which was beautiful and just made me feel good. And I took my rose and me back to the hotel room that afternoon and I finally got everything written and it was hard. And then I noticed that night that I started to get dread and be nervous. I was not having a good time. And I think I talk about that in seeing D'Angelo for the first time, but I definitely had a hard Sunday night. I didn't see it coming. I didn't expect it but I did start to freak out. Eventually got to sleep and thank God court was at 8.30 the next morning. So I was able to get to sleep and get up the next morning. And in our next episode, we'll talk about seeing D'Angelo for the first time. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate it. And I'm out. Until next time. Do, 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 do.